Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. What's up, World That's Good fam? Welcome back to the World That's Good podcast. Today, we have a treat. This is going to be a whole lot of fun because Christian and I, hey Christian. Hey guys. Have two of our best friends, Ryan and Morgan here, and we are going to answer some relationship DMs. And I wanted Ryan and Morgan to be on this because they're the people we talk about relationships with anyways, right? Yeah. Like, we've gone to them for advice. We've laughed at ourselves. We've fought in front of them. We've had highs <laughs> and, and vice versa. And vice versa. Yes, we have been in awkward arguments over weird things. And so I just thought this would be a great conversation. So Ryan and Morgan, a little backstory. Morgan is on Team LO. So you've heard Morgan before. Ryan is her husband. They used to live in Nashville, Tennessee, where we all met. And then they recently just moved to West Monroe. And so now we're all in a little gang here here, a little best friend gang. And so it's been a blast. But welcome, Ryan and Morgan, to the podcast. Thanks, guys. Hey, y'all. Thanks for having us. Yes, seriously. We're so honored. And like you said, we have so much fun together. So it's about time we take it to the pod. That's right. Love it. That's take right. it to the pod. Take it to the pod. Take it to the pod. Take it to the pod. Also, we like abbreviate everything. So we always call what is good the WGG pod. So welcome back. Also, Ryan is our college your youth pastor here. And so they're Pastor Ryan and Morgan. Whoa. Oh, official title. Wow. Official. Don't feel like you have to. So you, if they you like with the youth, it's young adults. Young adults, sorry. So if they like drop some bombs, they're pastors, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh gosh. gosh. No pressure. No pressure. Well, we are actually gonna take it to the DM. So these are questions that y'all sent in about relationships. All right, let's just get it started. Let's do it. All right. What are some little ways to show the other person that you love them? So sweet. Mm -hmm. Okay. How do you show your significant other that you love them? So I think the biggest thing, and I did not realize this when Ryan and I were dating, but you kind of have to know what the other person's love language is. Like if somebody is an acts of service person, like you might want to shift on how you show them love. And so I learned very quickly on Ryan is, correct me if I'm wrong, you're a acts of service person oh yeah and physical touch Mm -hmm. okay so if you're married and and you're dating it's a little bit different but for me and ryan like i had to figure out what that was and so for me like i'm a quality time person so all i wanted to do is be in his presence and like he wouldn't say it but it would speak so much louder when i did an act of service when i did something for him so sweet i think just learning those little things but for him it's like hey i'm running by and getting a coffee, can I get you something? And yeah. run it to your work. And he's like, oh my gosh, that means so much to me. <laughs> and so I think it's those little things, just yeah. learning what the other person's love language is. I'll do anything for caffeine. Yeah, true. Um, <laughs> yeah, and we'll just, work for caffeine. Yeah, to piggyback off that, I think something that as a male, there is nothing more significant in my life than when Morgan speaks life over me. I could get 
a million compliments, which doesn't happen often, but a million <laughs> people could say something to me, but it doesn't, like it, it pales in comparison. Then when Morgan says one thing to me, like my soul latches onto that and it empowers me as a man to be like, oh, I can do this because my wife believes in me. I love that. I think it's like the intentionality of just being seen by your person, being yeah. heard by your person, being noticed. Like the other day, Christian came in and he brought me like these cards from CVS and candy. And I was like, nothing says love like CVS. And I was like, <laughs> but actually nothing says love like somebody going to CVS and getting exactly what they know you want. And Isn't I think true? that's the thing. Cause like anybody can go in CVS and get you something, but like he came with these M&M brownies I have been literally saying for months I want to try and Swedish fish which is also my favorite candy and little cards which I'm obsessed with those little cards I actually We've just got, got one. you one yeah. I on love the little table. cards so it's just like I felt so like seen and heard in that moment I was like you know I've been wanting to try these M&Ms yeah. and you know so I love the little cards so I think whenever somebody's just so intentional and it's like mm. nobody else would know that nobody else would know that that's what I wanted but it was so sweet those are like little ways to show love yeah I agree I think intentionality goes such a long way especially just when we were dating but still marriage just the idea of you know pursuing you and that idea of pursuit and I know for you since quarantine you've gotten big on acts of service so that's been something that I've really amped up on I really have you I have know I told him recently I was like so you know I told you my love language was this so I was like I think I changed it to <laughs> acts of service it because it is it is funny like it Sometimes, you know, in certain seasons, like I feel like when we were dating long distance, words of affirmation meant a lot because we weren't together. And so like when he would speak something, I would really hold on to that. So like you said, like my soul just kind of latched to that and I would just take him at his word. But now we're together all the time. Like I trust him. I believe him. Like, <laughs> like you can tell me everything. And, I, and it's so sweet, but I just, I know that already. Like I know those things so deeply. And so whenever he like does the dishes or Literally, this morning makes me a smoothie. I'm like, that's so sweet, you know? Yeah, I'm with Ryan. I love nothing is more helpful for me than when you speak life mm, with words awesome. of affirmation. That's my biggest. So that's really good for everybody to listen to. I think, you know, if you're in a relationship, and this doesn't even have to be a dating relationship, a marriage, this could be a friendship. Words of life matter. Like our tongue yeah. holds the power of life and death. And the words we choose to say really matter. I remember like people would be around my friend group and they would be like, like awkward by how much we would compliment people. And like, it's just funny because that's how we naturally do. But I think not everybody is so used to just like hearing people speak life and we need to, we need to make that a more natural thing. And yeah, to, it shouldn't be awkward to tell somebody, Hey, you look really pretty today. It shouldn't be awkward to say like, you did a great job last night, yeah. you, you know? And I think Morgan, I talk about that. People overthink it. Like, you know, I'll like share this message and then we'll be with like everybody. I just shared it to and nobody will say like a word. And that's just awkward. You know, like it just means a lot when somebody says, Hey, thanks for sharing or just something affirming. And so if you're out there, like no matter what relationship you're in, one little way to show love is just to affirm another person. Mm -hmm. um, all right, next question. Okay, I love how this person phrased this. How do you kindly yet firmly set boundaries in a relationship? Which this oh, one, I got this. This makes me laugh because <laughs> I'm going to make a prediction. I think Sadie and Ryan are going to have a very similar thought process <laughs> oh, on this. They're both sixes on the Enneagram, and I just I can see it. I you think it's first. an amazing question. I would say. You don't have to be kind about it. That's what I, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. There yes. was nothing really kind about the way that no. I said it. It was very firm. Remember, I was like, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you 
that if you cross this line, I yes. will no longer be attracted to this relationship. That's so good. <laughs> That's exactly ultimately, what I said. like godly people are attracted to godliness. Yes. And so these types of boundaries build trust, like you said. And so if Morgan and I were dating and if I set firm boundaries or if she set firm boundaries and one other person tried to cross those lines, like that's automatically, it starts tearing down the trust that you've built. They've worked yeah. so hard to build, but trust can be lost in such an instant. And so, man, but godly people are attracted to godliness. Like I said, you don't have to be kind about it. Put those firm boundaries in place because God's already put them in place for yeah. us. And at the end of the day, we're seeking his will, not our own, man. And so like, I understand the question, but like, you don't have to be kind, you know, just be firm and, and say like, man, this is what we're going to do. And if you care about me enough, if you love me enough, you'll, you'll do this with me. And if not, then like, maybe it's not the right person. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like the idea of, yes, you don't have to be kind about it. And also like, even with us, like when we set boundaries, like we were in on it together. Like we, mm -hmm. we both agreed that, okay, this is, this is how we want to do this relationship. And to think that if you with someone and you set these boundaries and then they're like, well, maybe we'll see how long that lasts. Then it's like, you know, then I think you need to really reconsider what you're doing. But I yeah. think that being with someone who respects the boundaries that you put into the relationship is important. And I think that is part of the problem. People do try to be too kind about it. Mm. They're like, well, I mean, only if it's okay with you. And then it's like, no, like if yeah. you have a conviction that this is, you know, your boundary, whatever that looks like, and it might look different for different people. That's what I think. You can't judge what somebody else's in a, another relationships look like, but for you, you do have to be on the same page as whoever you're dating. You know, yeah. this is the boundary. This is the boundary. But I will say this is where kindness does come into play. Christian and I definitely, when we were dating, actually more towards when we got engaged, the boundaries started getting really hard. You know, mm -hmm. it's just honest. Yeah. And I remember one day we went a little bit further than we had ever intended. And it wasn't detrimental we we didn't have sex before we were married but for us it was too far mm -hmm. and i remember we were both we were like so upset and we were both like crying we were both like god like we didn't want to do that like we desire what you have for us and just had this honest like conversation with each other and with god and i think in those moments it is important to be kind because you don't want to shame yeah. each other you don't yeah, want to shame good. yourself you don't want to because shame also brings you further from god mm -hmm. but i think in that it was really just a repentance of like god mm -hmm. like this is not what we want our relationship to look like and i know because from past, we both knew if we did not stop in this moment and repent and we're honest about that, then we were about to spiral down a path. And like, I don't know what would happen before we got married, you yeah. know, That's how true. we not like stopped in the moment. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
it. And so there is grace for the journey. Like Morgan always says, there's grace for the journey. Like you're going to mess up sometimes. You might have a day where you're like, man, I didn't mean to do that. And that doesn't mean, oh, you're the worst person ever. And like shame the guy or shame the girl. Like have an honest conversation. And if there's true repentance and you do change, like I think that's a really good thing. Yeah. And I think like you said, Sadie, the indicator that you and Christian were running the same race was when that happened, you both had hearts to repent. Like, and I just want to speak to the girls for a second because there's so much out there right now with guy and girl relationships, especially in the beginning when the boundary talk comes up. And like, this is such a way to see if you're really running the same race at the same speed. Because like I heard time and time again, guys say to me or guys say to my friends, they would say, well, I just want you to know that I care about you. So whatever boundary you're comfortable with, that's great with me. That is a red flag to me. Yeah. Because if you're not happy, if you're not with a guy that says, no, this is my personal boundary that yeah, comes yeah. out of my relationship with the Lord and the convictions he's placed in me. And this is like, I'm not just waiting for you to draw the line. I'm actually going to draw the line too and run with you in that. And then if we cross the line, we set, we repent. That's a good indicator yeah. that you're not with a guy who might be wholeheartedly seeking after yeah. God's purity for him and the relationship. So, and so you might be listening and, you know, maybe you've never walked a Christian life. Maybe you are like, why do you need boundaries? Why, mm. why does this even matter? And, you know, the Bible talks about how, you know, God created one man and one woman and they joined together as one flesh. And so we believe that that is like God's design for our life. However, None of us here did that perfectly, but we desired that. We all were like, we want to see that God. Like we want to see what that looks like. Bible also talks about how like, don't have sex before you're married. Like there are boundaries that it, that it kind of lays out, but it doesn't say in the Bible, like this is the boundary. This is that. Don't do this. Don't do that. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, it doesn't really say. And so people push boundaries. And I think that's the time when you're walking with the Spirit of the Lord, like listen to your conviction, let your conviction set your boundaries. And then whenever you get into a relationship with somebody, make sure that they are also, if you are desiring purity and you're desiring God's plan, they also desire that. I remember Christian would always say, we just have to desire God's will and God's plan over our own fleshly desires. Mm. And that was like a good boundary for us even, a good just motivational tagline for us. So if you've never heard of this and you're like, these people are strict, <laughs> it's not because we're like, we have to have boundaries. It's just because we truly desired that. And from doing it the world's way and doing it God's way, we can all foresay God's way was way more peaceful. Right. It was way more joyful. It was way more beautiful. Right. There was not shame attached. There was not guilt attached. It was absolutely lovely. And yeah. so I would just, that's why we are passionate about it. Yeah. Okay, next question. Great questions, by the way. Thanks for sending in some DMs. All right, this is good. When is the right time to open up about your story slash testimony in a relationship? That's a really good question. Because me and my brother actually talked about that when him and his girlfriend started dating. I think for me personally, when when we kind of had that conversation, I think that it was when we both realized that we were wanting to continue to pursue our relationship. I remember telling Christian, I said, I don't want us to tell each other we love each other until we know each other. And when I, what I meant by that was, I don't want us to say I love you unless we know each other's story. And I don't want us to know each other's story until we know that we love each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, I remember the moment when after we shared that, that was when I kind of had that light bulb moment of like, I could never imagine 
telling all that stuff to another person again, which mm-hmm. is kind of when, for me, which is when I was like, okay, this is what's going to happen. We're going to keep dating and hopefully this is going to end in marriage because after that moment, that was when I was like, okay, this is it. Yeah, and I think like Christian, I remember whenever we shared our stories, like it was months, we had been dating for a few months. Yeah, a few and months. We knew we loved each other, but we hadn't said it yet. And then one night we literally stayed up like, and this, so four in the morning. this is not something, this, talk about boundary. We did not stay up till four in the morning often, but we were at his parents' house and we did, but we, I mean, it was so pure. We were literally talking about our testimony and our story and there were so many tears and just real life and I remember this is I think this is how you know if the person is is a good one and pursuing God it was not pretty at all like this talk was not cute like it was like the worst of the worst like it was just like this is like the worst thing that I've done this is the worst thing that's happened to me this is like the hardest thing I've walked through but this is how good God is and then the next day we told each other I love you and I think that's really a significant thing because I think so many people they're like scared that if they were really known then people wouldn't really love them but to be loved you have to be known and so I think those two go hand in hand and so you know that's why our song that we danced to was known by Tori and Willis because we experienced that in our relationship and so I think that those two went hand in hand with knowing when to share a testimony when it was the right time and I'm not going to say you know just for people to set an expectation it's not just because we said I love you doesn't mean we shouldn't have hard talks after that about some of the things that were said, you know, in our story, because it's not always going to be perfect. But if, again, if you're pursuing God, there's so much grace, there's so mm-hmm. much mercy. If they've already been covered by the blood of Jesus and they've already been forgiven, you can forgive them for whatever it is and vice versa. And so, yeah, I think to know when to share is to know that you're loved. And also to know when to share is to know that your story's already been redeemed by Jesus and you're not looking for redemption in this guy or this girl by whatever their response is. That's so good. Yeah, there's so much, Sadie and Christian, like in our story that's so similar to that. And so I think like, yeah, it made me think of like, God is a mighty counselor. And like, I know even for Ryan and I, we've been to counseling and we've been to the same premarital same counselor. counselor. And I think about the progress that we made in those counseling sessions to really understand who we are. But as I look back on our dating and engagement, like we did have a counselor then too. Like we had a, we had the Lord. And I just think about when we had those specific conversations, like God was counseling us through those. And like, I love what you said about like love, you know, it's genuine when they see the worst of you. And then that's something that the next day you're like, I love them more because they saw what's worst in me and they love me all the same. And then they love you more for the same thing. And so I just think we've been through that too. And just remember like from the start, like seek wise counsel from the people around you, but also know you have a mighty counselor that is guiding you through. Yeah, that's good. I don't know. I just think about the idea, like sharing your story and, and just to kind of paint a picture of maybe why people shouldn't do this like right off the bat is because that is like, it's the most intimate thing that you can do with somebody is to let somebody in, not just on like, Oh yeah. Like, haha, had a few mess ups. Like, Hey, like I'm letting you in on the good, the bad and the horrendously ugly. Like (laughs) the things that like, I honestly tried to forget they were so bad, but it's just, it's what happened to me. And, and, and God has redeemed my story and God has made me new. So just, I don't know. I'm just saying like even giving encouragement to the person who's like, well, I want to share immediately. Like I would almost advise, give yourself some time. Like we've talked about because it's so intimate. And once you do, I got it from Morgan and I, I had decided in my head, like 
there's nothing that this girl could tell me that would make me walk away. Yeah. Like that's when I knew like I can handle her story and I love her and I want to know everything and it's not going to make me walk away. And so I think that's when you kind of know like, okay, we can have this conversation when no matter what they say, it's not going to make you change your mind yeah. how you see them. Yep. It's yeah, so good. Awesome. And again, you might be wondering, why do you need to share your whole story? Mm-hmm. And I think this is the importance of it because if you don't talk about where you've been, then I think a lot of times you end up running into your life scared that your past will one day catch up to you. Or maybe one day they'll find out. Or maybe one day they'll know the real me. And you live in this fear of like eventually being known or eventually being caught or eventually being found out. And you can avoid that by just being open and just being honest. It talks about in the Bible how a light shines in the darkness and the light cannot be like extinguished from the darkness. Like the darkness, it it can't beat the light. Like if there is light in a dark place, the light's always going to win. And so I think when you're vulnerable and you share and you're real, that light destroys the darkness. That light beats your past. That no longer has a grip on you. That no longer has a hold on you. That no longer causes you to fear in your relationship because now you have a confidence that, hey, this guy loves me. Jesus loves me. I'm moving on. So I think it's a really, I think it's an important thing in a relationship. And I think it, I mean, in the moment, it's probably the hardest thing you'll ever do, but it will definitely make for the most healthy relationship you can, you can have. A to the men. All right. This is a lighter question. What is one of the most important qualities to you in a relationship? It's a good question. I just have to go so spiritual because it's so, well, <laughs> shoot, you said lighter. Wait, let me Hey, think. you can go deep. I'll go light. You okay, go okay, deep. great. So day to day, here's the thing. If you're not married yet, this is what you need to know. That marriage is 90% companionship and it's 90% stewarding each other's hearts and their souls and doing life together. It's not 90% sex. Like I'm just going to say that if you're dating, it's just not. Because you do think that. You, you always are like, that's going to be yeah, You're like, once I marry, you know? <laughs> All the guys are bummed right yeah. now. Yeah, sorry to break it to you. No, okay, maybe it's, okay, I'm just saying. it's Maybe it's, the guys are having a different. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but but the reality is, day, like, time-wise, it's companionship. And so, for me, I am so big on, like, a guy who loves the Lord being with a a woman who loves Jesus too, because if you are not seeking the Lord, if you don't have vision to see people made in the image of God through the lens in which he sees his children, you cannot accurately love your spouse or the person you're dating the way that you're called to. And so I think for me, the biggest quality in Ryan is his pursuit of God. It's him waking up saying, before I'm going to love Morgan, I'm going to love God. And I mean, everyone's different. Ryan and I, just to be honest here, we don't wake up at the same time. He gets up before me every morning. And most mornings I walk out and he is with the Lord. He is in prayer. And I don't say that to say that's how your future spouse has to be. But I'm saying I see in his day-to-day life, I see the fruit of him seeking God. And that's how I see it in him. And so I know that I'm going to be loved the way that I'm called to be loved because of the way Ryan is first loved by God. So Good. it has to be I that, that, pursuit of God. Wow, I love that. Nice. This is sweet. And I would say... A little bit lighter, but the same kind of idea is for me, something that I noticed about Morgan early on and I was super attracted to that. I just, you know, for everybody out there and you're looking for something like, look at the way that your person treats other people. And I watched Morgan walk into a room 
and literally just light the place up with her presence. And people, they just loved being around her. She was a safe place for them. She was comfortable to them. She made them feel seen, known, and loved. And like, when you find somebody that makes other people in the room, and even when we were dating, I used to get frustrated at her. So I was like, I want to hang out with you in these social settings. And yet she'd be off like <laughs> literally changing people's lives or something. I'd be like, oh, dang, like, I wanted to hang out with you. But um, <laughs> in, all, in all honesty, like it was one of the things I was most attracted to is watching her love her friends and love her family and, and love strangers. So, um, you know, just watching how your, your person interacts with other people is really important. I'm hard eyes emoji over here. <laughs> I know. I love it. There's this video of Ryan and Morgan at church the other day because oh, they were like announcing the our like uh young adults retreat <laughs> and morgan the whole time was just like googly eyes at ryan i was like you are so in love with him it was so sweet hey that, that's a good quality too like, you're actually quality. in love with your it, it, person you're married to yeah what about you guys yeah i say for me i love just the quality of just genuineness because mm. sadie's always just the most genuine, kind of like what you said, just with anybody, whether it's me or her family or, you know, a waiter at a restaurant, she always treats so people sweet. the same. So that was something for me that stuck out early on was just how authentic and genuine she was, which so sweet. Which is what I fell in love with. You fell in love with it. I love it. I was thinking about a conversation I had with my great grandma before Christian and I started dating. And Memo Joe, she she's a savage. She's a straight shooter. And we went to lunch one day and I was just like, you know, tell me about you and Peppa. How'd y'all meet? Because they are just like relationship goals to me. My Peppa has passed away, but he was just like my favorite man in the world. I just loved him so much. I used to spend the night with him all the time. And every time I spend the night with him, I would sleep with Memo Joe and Peppa would sleep on the couch. And he's like 70, but he's just awesome. But she was telling me about this and she said, you know, she said Peppa was just a sweet man. He was just a sweet man. And I remember when she said that, I was like, I don't think I've ever dated a sweet man. Like, I, don't, I couldn't describe any guy that I had like been with as like sweet. Like they've been great. It's not like they were bad people. They were great. But the quality of like sweet, that's something that you don't really see in guys these days. Like you look at the world, especially you look on Instagram, you look at TikTok, my gosh, or Snapchat. Guys don't appear to be sweet, okay? It's like they try to be over-sexual or they try to be cool or cocky or whatever, but you don't really see sweet. And so I was telling them all this, and she said, well, I know, honey. She said, you've kissed a lot of frogs. And she said, <laughs> "She said, but well, one day you'll find your prince. And I said, Mama, you have to tell me next time I date a frog. Like, if you notice it, just tell me. And I remember I started bringing Christian around, and she said, he's not a frog. And I said, good. Oh. But I knew that already. And I remember Christian, like, the first time he came to take me on a date, I, like, opened the car. And I don't even know how you knew this, besides I probably told you at one point in our— 2 a.m. phone calls that we were having before like the two months leading up to you go- taking me on a first date. But he had a pack of watermelon extra gum in his car because I was like obsessed with watermelon stuff at the time. I was like, that's so sweet. And he would write me cards all the time and he would always drive to Nashville. And it was like the quality of just being sweet was so seen in him. And it was really shocking. I was like, you're so thoughtful. You're so sweet. You're so kind. And so that was a quality that was really important to me because I feel like it's very contrast to the world. You just don't really hear that a lot. That's awesome. But it was sweet. It was sweet. sweet. Oh, you too. So sweet. That is so sweet. So sweet. Lovebirds. All right. Last one. We are going on a different direction than our sweetness. Uh, How do you handle disagreements in a relationship? 
Well, I'll say oftentimes in a relationship, not always, but oftentimes you have somebody that gets big and kind of like is ready to like duke it out in that moment. And then sometimes you have people who more like myself who kind of shrink back and you're like, I'm not ready for this. I'm not prepared for this. Like, give me an hour to think about it and I'll come back. But like Morgan and I, Morgan, you know, if we have a disagreement on the spot, she's a firecracker. She's like, let's get after it. Let's have this conversation. Let's get to the bottom of it. And I have a sense to kind of like, I want to, I want to think through what I want to say. I don't want to say something out of like just strict emotions that may be hurtful. And so I kind of shell up and Morgan's like, no, let's go. You know, and so. As if. You know, as me. As not, not in a bad way. I'm not, not in a bad way. Um, <laughs> People are picturing some whole, like, let's no, go. No, no, no. I know. I'm just it's a sweet firecracker. Oh. But something that I, man, when you look at the book of Ephesians, Paul says, Husbands, lay down your life for your wife. And so I think that even goes into disagreement. It's like the goal of a disagreement isn't to be right. Like if that's your goal, you've already lost. Yeah. The goal in a disagreement is honestly to, to somehow walk out of that disagreement more in love with each other than you entered into it. Yeah. And that doesn't happen unless, honestly, like calling out the dudes, like guys have to be willing to lay down their life for the wife, even in, in a disagreement. Like, Sometimes I'm convinced I'm right and I think Morgan's wrong, but I, I know it's still the call to not just, you know, have a backbone, but at the same time, like fight to serve Morgan through laying down my life. That really does play out in our, in our life and just got to give it to Ryan again. This is just facts. Most of the time, Ryan will like soften first in a way of humility, not like cowering down. Like he will come to me humble and he'll go first. Like Mm -hmm. that's something in our marriage. It's like, go first. Like don't wait for the other person to come to you. Like be willing to always go first in your relationship. And then the time that you wait between when you start the conflict and when you're reconciled is going to significantly shrink. And so I see you come to me and just some practical advice for everybody listening. This has proved to be 100% true in our relationship. It is always better to go first in the relationship and say, hey, I was wrong. And that's the best way to not expose, but have them see, okay, I need to own my part too. The way for them to own their part is not for you to hammer something. Like we don't want to be like it says in Proverbs, like a woman who is nagging is like a dripping sink. Like we don't want to be that for the men in our life. We want to be somebody who says, okay, I'm going to own my stuff, knowing and trusting he is the Holy Spirit too. He'll own his stuff. And then when I do, it'll soften him. And when he does, it'll soften me. And then we'll come together instead of trying to be the Holy Spirit for one another. Mm -hmm. And so I just think trusting that we both have a Holy Spirit spirit and yeah. being willing to go first um, and normally in humility always works like yeah. if if you are willing to say hey i'm sorry i see how i'm wrong the other person softens too but the longer you're like and blah, 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 you're never you're just not going anywhere yeah. like you're not going anywhere and i just think like something i was thinking about is like asking yourself how much time are we really willing to waste over this? Because like, man, you can drag out a day. Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, you know, you know, you love that person. You Like, you honestly, like, low-key want to cuddle them, but you're like, oh, shoot, we're still fighting. Like, you know what I mean? That moment where yeah. like, you want, you're you're kind of over it, but like, you're still but they're arguing. Looking cute. I know. <laughs> it's like, all you have to do is just say, I'm sorry, but like stubbornness or pride or whatever it is, like, it has to be smashed to get to that point. Yeah. Um, but, and another thing I would say for practical advice, is like 
a lot of times Christian and I would just bring somebody else in, just ask them like, hey, you know, I remember one time we got in this little tiff in front of his mom. And it wasn't like an argument, but we were clearly like in a kind of a disagreement. And then, in the car, it was awkward. And then I was like, okay, let's just call her. She was there and just ask her to speak into our relationship because she saw how we just played that out. And she had like so much good advice. And we were both like, oh yeah, like we see that because she kind of just like brought it to a bigger picture than like our own individual, you know, perspective. And so I think if you have somebody in your life that you can say, hey, this is where we're at. We disagree. And maybe it's a counselor. Maybe it's not that dramatic. Maybe it's just a mom or maybe it's a friend. I think sometimes that's super helpful. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, slow to speak, quick to listen. Something that slow I, to become angry. Slow to become angry. Something that I'm not the best at, but that I am trying hard to. And I think even in disagreements, just kind of just keeping that idea of just reminding yourself to be quick to listen, slow to speak. You know, don't let the sun go down on your anger. So I think even just with us since quarantine, we've gotten better at disagreements just with the humility aspect of approaching one another after we've kind of let whatever we were upset at settle down. And this is something that, that I do a lot. Like if I approach you something like kind of what Ryan said, if I'm like, if I know I'm right, then it I'll be defensive the whole argument. Yep. So that's something that, that I've learned is, is to not be defensive in our arguments. It's good. I have this like crazy memory of like my pet boss Jack who I was telling y'all about. And it was so weird because I was pretty young when he passed away, but I like have very specific memories of him. And one day he just like walked in the room and he was like, one day when you're married, don't ever let the sun go down angry at your person. And I was just like, okay, like I was so little and I like will never forget it. And I literally have like conviction towards that. It's like, if I'm ever upset, I'm like, Christian, we have to talk. Don't go to bed. And it's so good though, because you don't want to roll into a new day, like dealing with yesterday's problems. Um, that's something that really is helpful in your relationship to just keep moving forward and growing. But guys, y'all sent in some great questions. Great question. Thanks for just sparking a great conversation. I hope that all of you feel encouraged in your relationship, whether you're single and you have some friends that you're dealing with the relationship with, whether you're dating, you're engaged, you're married, wherever you are in your life. I hope you feel strengthened and actually take this and apply it. I hope you also hear that most of our advice comes from the Bible. If you take God at his word and actually are convicted by the things that he says and let the Holy Spirit guide your life, you're going to have great relationships. And so we hope this encourages y'all. Ryan Morgan, thank you so much Aww, for your wisdom, your pastoral wow. friend wisdom. I just have to say, since the cat is out of the bag for you two, that you're having a baby. Yes. Oh, yeah. the cat is out I of the think bag. all of this is so timely because I think we are preparing the way for the next generation. True. And you guys are walking, breathing examples of people who are going to love God first, then love each other, and out of that, be incredible parents. Good. So we just want to say we love you guys. Aww, so we're so excited, guys. We're so excited. And you know what? That ha- Knowing that you're having a baby will make you want to get your relationship in shape. Like anything. We're like, man, we want to get that figured out before we have a baby. And so, yeah, we are paving the way for the next generation. And it's a really cool thing. Well, love you guys. Thanks for that's good. Keep sending it in to the DMs on our Instagram. And we look forward to next week. So fun. Bye, guys. Adios.
Thank you so much for listening to the Whoa That's Good podcast. I have so much fun doing this. I hope y'all have fun listening. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Legit Sadie Rob and follow the podcast at Whoa That's Good podcast. Head on over to liveoriginal.com to see when I'm in a city near you or visit Live Original blog on our online store, which carries my exclusive Words by Sadie Rob line. Also, be sure to subscribe to my podcast and leave comments so we can hear what you're loving. Also, want to give a special shout out to my audio engineer, Marcus DePaula, the whole team at United Talent Agency, and my Live Original team. You guys are awesome, and hey, so are all of you too. Thanks so much for listening.